Well, hello. You are listening to the Swinging Flamingo Podcast. This is a sexually explicit podcast, and you must be 18 to listen unless you want to share an awkward listening experience with your parents. This is not professional advice. This is our opinion based on our journey through the swinging lifestyle. So, are you ready to flamingo with us? Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Swinging Flamingo podcast. Hello everyone, this is Mrs. Flamingo. Also known as Kimmy. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everybody's done with that Mrs. Flamingo crap. Everybody (laughs) knows your name by now. And what's your name? It's Lee, Lebo, whatever the fuck you want to call me. (laughs) Anyways, we have got a long episode. (laughs) Feels like it's going to be long because we've had a lot going on. It's been a crazy past couple weeks and here we are once again late on recording as usual. But you know, I was looking at some people that I really enjoy their podcasts and the ones that I enjoy are really not on time. You know, I give credit to those that are very professional and do a Monday drop or Friday drop or bi-weekly or whatever, but that is totally not us. I feel like we put it out, our episodes out within the first 10 days of the month. That's pretty regular for us. Well, that's what you get for thinking. (laughs) That's Yeah, they're all over the place. I tried to do the first Monday or the second Monday of the month, sometimes the third Monday. So it's whenever we the fuck we can squeeze it in. Yes. And this has definitely been one to try to squeeze in between all of our travels. Well, it took us several days just to even write down what we were going to talk about. Oh, so you're acting like we are on top of things here and actually think this shit out? Well, anyone that listens to us knows that. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a fuck what's on paper. This is going off the rails pretty quick. And since I don't read half the time or I'm too drunk to <laughs> Read what I wrote. How's your sobriety today? It's good. How's yours? I don't know. You made a funny face when you said that. I wasn't sure by your eyes. <laughs> now, if I was a cop shining a light in through a window and asking you that question, it'd look totally different. It would. <laughs> We're mostly sober tonight. We'll get through it. Bear with us. <laughs> We've got through some before, not sober, so that's not saying much. There's some I don't even remember. That's what's sad. Well, people at the recent party were making fun of you for one of your drunk episodes, <laughs> which you didn't remember. I didn't remember it at all. Okay, so let's get back on track for just a second. You know what this month is? Your birthday month. I'm glad you came up with that. I was, I was going to throw a curveball at you and see if you remembered. I was going to say um, Black Friday month. Oh, shit. Thanksgiving. Time to start Veterans Christmas shopping. Day. I was going to come up with all kinds of different answers, but no, it's your birthday month. We've already started celebrating your birthday. Was I invited? Because I've missed this, I guess. <laughs> I'm not sure what party I had that I wasn't there for. Um, you don't remember when I met you at the door and I was like, Mr. Lee, welcome to the house. Was that part of my birthday? Yes. I, I gave fucking... you a freaking badass massage. I even wore hills through that. I just thought I interrupted somebody else's date. <laughs> I was like, fuck, I'm at the wrong house. Fuck, I'm busted. Well, you, you jumped out Texan, from... hurry, don't come home. Well, here's the freaky part. You jumped out from the spare bedroom. They <laughs> scared the shit out of me. It's because our spare bedroom is my she castle, she cave, lingerie room. Jesus. <laughs> now that we're kidless, we have all these spare rooms we don't know what to do with. It's not like we live in a big mansion, but two extra rooms throws us for a curve. <laughs> so the big question is, what do you get me for my birthday? Jesus, what to ask for? What every guy asks for. Go on. You want some backdoor action? On you, not on me. 
<laughs> Did you guys like how I worded some of that? These, some of these podcasts nowadays, you have to specify which end we're going in. <laughs> All right. It's probably been three months since the last time you had backdoor action. Well, the last time you did, it was you putting it in there, and you kept saying, wrong hole, wrong hole in the shower. I'm like, you're the one putting it there, dumbass. It's in your hand. Well, sometimes when I say that, you're like, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, excuse me, ma'am. I didn't realize that. Please let me go somewhere else. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. Let's get back on track. Let's start this episode. Lay it down. Let's go. Well, let's start off with our tells from the hood. What's been going on in the hood? We haven't done any tells from the hood in quite some time. We haven't been here, but we come back to all sorts of crazy action. All right. So I'm going to wrap the tells up, tells from the hood up in a short version of what I got. But basically, there is a kid that's, I'm going to say 13, 14 years old. His parents found multiple cell phones, multiple iPhones in his room. So they went through these. They found porn, uh, sexting, and pictures of him with a 19-year-old. So before everyone freaks out, cops have been called. They are involved in this. But my first thought is, how in the world does he have all these devices What's going on? Where has he met this 19-year-old that they have been able to have sex, take pictures of it? I'm thinking human sex trafficking, like, is he being pimped out? What is going on? My neighborhood is worried about him being gay, of all things. That's the least problematic part of this whole spectrum here. Yes, I was like, you need to get to the bottom of what's going on. We need to get this kid counseling. And they're all worried about him being gay. I'm, this neighborhood blows my mind. I just can't even, I can't even sometimes. We are definitely in a neighborhood with some backwards rednecks. Yes. And it's, we're not even in East Texas is the bad part. No, no, this is, it's so bizarre. And one of the things that one of the neighbors had said was that he's too young to know his sexuality. I had had sex years before him, and I knew exactly what I was doing and what I wanted, and I was not forced. And I think that if he truly is gay, I'm glad for him that he does know his sexuality at this point because so many people don't. There's definitely something going on with the other scenarios of that's happening with this child. Hopefully we can report back as this unravels and yep. maybe have a happy ending to it. Hopefully. So something else that came up recently that we were involved in was the ASN Awards. Through everything that happened, COVID, location changes, they went ahead and had an online version the other night. And unfortunately, we didn't win our classes, but it was still very much an honor to be nominated in Best Lifestyle Podcast as well as Best Lifestyle Industry Podcast. Yes. So we want to definitely thank our listeners and everyone that voted for us to get us in the top five, because that's a huge honor. That's crazy. And congratulations to the winners in the top divisions. You know, there were so many winners. I can't think off the top of my head, uh, all the names, but one of them I want to congratulate was fullswapshop.com, which the reason I want to thank them so much is because they are actually awesome and they supply our merchandise so if you want some flamingo gear you want a shirt beanie coffee cup 
What else we got? We got all kinds of stuff on there. Well, Full Swap Shop came through for our event that we're talking about today, Podbash, and basically made us play kits. Yes. And they had our logo emblazoned on them, which brings us to another person we wanted to give a shout out to, and that is Spunk Lube, which they generously donated a bunch of packets of Spunk Lube for our play kits, which we included that and condoms, and hopefully everybody was able to figure out what the kits were for well i mean the condoms and the lube and then the play bag you know well, obviously you said you wanted to write a note i'm like I'm, it's, it's pretty well, self-explanatory if they can't open it and see a condom and some lube and know what it's for then you wouldn't know you'd be like what is this and you would go on where i would be like oh my god it's a play bag okay yeah, whatever right? whatever right. yeah but i will say this on the spunk lube they had sent us some big bottles we had put in our room and every time someone came in our room they were over there playing with it and like oh let me fill this and at one point, we had it, like, everywhere. Now, we're not sponsored by them, and I know this is turning into an infomercial, but the stuff was good stuff. We used it a couple times. We had a big squirt bottle of it and ended up using it a couple times throughout the weekend. I put and, a, yeah, just a little squirt. You don't need a big squirt, because remember, I did a, a whole squirt down, and I stuck it on me when we got in the swing, and then yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I need a towel. This is, like, crazy. It's good stuff. We, we're liking the big bottle we got. We'll definitely be using it from here on. I know everybody has their favorites of lube, but this is one we found. It's it's thick and clingy and lasts long. So now they also have different versions based on, I know you can only use some with certain toys. Is that yes, right? Silicone yes. based and water based. Now they also have hybrids of it as well. So depending on what your personal body needs are, they should be able to have a version for you. Yeah. Go check it out. Spunklube.com. And thank you guys for sending us some donations. So let me segue a little bit right here and talk about the winners. Brian and Brenna from the Front Porch Swingers won, I believe, Best ASN Magazine cover? Yep, one of the covers. Now, I wanted to take a second and thank them, one, for including us in the Podbash event, but two, over the last year of knowing them, we feel like we've developed a pretty good friendship with them, as well as them being great mentors for everything that we've done on our show, and we can't thank them enough for everything they've done for us. Yes, thank you guys so much. Now, let's talk about Podbash a little bit and how we ended up in cahoots with it. I would say it started off when we were in Miami with them. <laughs> yep. Brian got a wild hair to throw a podcast event. And when he started kicking the idea around, he didn't want it to be a big teaching opportunity. None of us involved really liked that idea, but wanted to just say, hey, let's all show up. Let's have a party and let's get to know some of these people that follow us and support us through our shows. Well, and I would say Adam from Naked Relations said it best. Let's just have a big fucking party. Adam came up with something that intelligent. I'm going to give him credit. Oh, God. It might actually have been Brian, but I'm going to say it was Adam. Adam needs the help. Go ahead and put it on him. (laughs) So let me set up this episode by saying when we were leaving the Orlando airport and we were on the tram headed from the baggage to the airport part, Mm -hmm. there was a message from Orlando's mayor, Buddy Deers, and basically he said, thank you for visiting Orlando. We hope you enjoyed your stay but I'm sure you didn't see everything Orlando had to offer and please come back. Now I'm going to say that was pretty much the setup for everything we encountered this past week. The whole weekend. Let me say, if there's anything you want to try, you need to go to secrets and try it out because the atmosphere is so open to being able to try it all. Open as far as what? Well, let me say some stuff that I'm, we've been in the lifestyle a long time. And feel like we've seen a lot of shit. And we always say we've seen it all. 
fuck that. We have not seen it all. We're still scratching the surface sometimes. Yes. So a couple things that we witnessed ourselves or we heard about. Uh, one of them was the hot tub one night that bubbles were going and there was three guys sitting across. And when the bubbles stopped, three guys were jacking each other off in the hot tub with all kinds of people around. You don't see that anywhere. You don't see open gay men doing things openly. No, there's always that urban myth yes. of bi and gay males in the lifestyle. Yes, but at, here it is. Here, we, yep. Contrary to what say, some say, we have seen it now. Yes. Now, one of the most crazy things I saw this weekend was we went to the playrooms and I saw two guys with a girl. And this guy had his fingers up his rectum. And I can only say he had to have been doing a prostate play, like holding it while she was, what I really think was that the other guy was in the female and she was giving him a blowjob. So kind of a, that actually has a name for what that's called. But so she was moving on him so he didn't have to move his fingers because he wasn't penetrating his rear, but he had his fingers up in his rectum. And someone came out of the dungeon and was like, he looks like he's digging for gold. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I've never seen this in a playroom like this. I've seen a girl grabbing a guy's, you know, anus or, you know, something like that, but never a guy doing it to a cell where everyone could see. Something new every time. Yes. Well, and we also got to see um, poolside stuff. You don't typically see that. They had brought a, I don't know what it was called. It was a snail shell. Snail shell vibrator. Yes. Which we had to look up online to see if that was correct. But yeah, we haven't seen that one in any of the stores yet. So I'm curious who the manufacturer is. Yeah. This girl wanted to play with it. So they brought it out right on poolside. She got off. We all watched her get off with this vibrator. Then her husband came over because he was turned on and they started fucking poolside. They started fucking poolside. And the next day we saw two girls using it. You just don't see that a lot at other places. So yeah, if you want to try something out, definitely go to Secrets because they are open and very open-minded. It was neat to see everyone being able to be themselves. And for the most part, everybody accepting it, yes. which is something no one, we like to I see. Mean, they don't give a shit. What, we don't personally give a shit what you do. So it's no. like some of the stuff may catch us off guard and we may talk about it, but next time we see it, it won't even be a, it'll be a non-issue. Yeah, exactly. Which hopefully everybody adopts the same idea, makes it a non-issue the first time and doesn't make a big deal out of it. Well, let's go ahead and start getting into our fun weekend. Let's start talking about our Orlando trip. Our event was a sold out weekend. And I have to say this time our Florida trip felt more like a vacation than when we went to Miami a few months back. Yeah, Miami was a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am trip. We didn't quite plan it like we should. We realized that with the vacation time I had, let's go ahead and tack a few more days on it and actually enjoy ourselves for a change rather than all business. Which in Flamingo style, we set the weekend off great. So we stayed at an airport hotel for two nights and Mr. Flamingo gets us this room with a balcony. I know where you're going. Do you have to tell the story? Yes. Oh, Jesus. I have to because it's so freaking funny. So I'm out on the balcony <laughs> End of story. It was hilarious. Thank Mr. you. Flamingo walks. You can use my name. It's not a shock. And walks right <laughs> into the glass. 
Like it was like a big glass wall and like, boom, I thought he was going to break it. And he, and he was saying, man, this glass door sure is clear. And I started, I about peed my pants and I said, well, it ain't clear anymore. It's got an imprint of Lee on it. <laughs> you didn't go back out on the balcony after that. Nope, I was you? done. I remember you were out there like, hey, this is a real pretty view. And I remember looking out from the room towards the, past the balcony to the courtyard. And and as I was walking, I remember saying, hey, this would be a great place to host a meet and greet and walked headfirst in the motherfucker. <laughs> I, I rang my bell pretty good too. I think I actually fell down. I hit myself hard enough. <laughs> well, I, I remember kind of stumbling down. I was like, don't look at her. And I could hear your little squeaky, and it just—it was—it was done. I think the people downstairs at the happy hour probably saw me too, because we weren't they that all high up. Stopped and looked up. Jesus. <laughs> it was so funny because it wasn't me; it was you. Never mind, it hurt my head. You're all thinking it's hilarious. <laughs> no pain, no fun. <laughs> okay, are you done picking on me now? Yes, and with that note, yes. I'm gonna let you do the rest of the podcast by yourself. Okay. Okay. So we did. Go in on Pride Night, which was a Tuesday night, to Secrets, and they actually have a drag show, and they actually have two drag shows, and it was in the club. It was pretty neat. They was loud, and it was just full of energy, and... What do you mean by two drag shows? So, they had one show, like, around 10 o'clock, and then this they changed their outfits, and they came back in at 11, and it got crazier. Their outfits were brighter and just full of energy, and then after the drag shows, everyone got on the floor and started dancing. Now, I do have to say, there was something I hadn't ever seen before. There was four queens, which they were gorgeous, full of energy, loved them to death, but there was one king. First time we've seen a drag king. We have seen guys doing burlesque. Yes. They call it the boylesque, I believe. Yeah. But this was the first time we've seen a female to male drag king. Make sure I get that right. Yeah. It was interesting. But he was doing Michael Jackson. Now, with the, all my Michael Jackson on my playlist, I still think I could have outdanced him. Sorry. Well, I think it was his first time, though. They said it was his first time. And he It'd was been nervous. my first time, too. I think I could have outdanced him. No, he was nervous, but he... He did really good. Another cool thing about that night is we got a jump on meeting a bunch of the people that were there for the Podbash event. Yes. I know Front Porch Swingers were there. They had a group of their friends with them. So we got to get pre-acquainted with a handful of people. Yeah, which was nice because then throughout the weekend, we kind of had our people that we could go back to, you know, like our comfortable group. So that was nice. Well, as we mentioned, we did a walk through the playrooms that night. And got, I think that was really our only time to do much in the playrooms or go through them rather. We yeah. didn't spend a lot of times in the playrooms. There was just so much going on during our event that I'm glad we took a few minutes and got to see the playrooms in action. Well, we we used the rooms for play a lot. Our personal rooms. Yes. I was like, I don't remember playing in those. But then we went to the hot tubs before we left. That was fun. Yeah, and that was kind of a last minute thing. We had already paid the money and the night was still kind of early. Now, we didn't bring anything to wear in the hot tub. And on my part, that was kind of intentional. I'm like, look, if I don't have anything to wear in the hot tub... I'll be more liable to get naked. But we weren't the only ones naked. There was quite a few people naked in there. I'd have to say there was probably more nudity earlier in the week than there was later yeah. in the week when the crowd started showing up. I agree. But you even mentioned that the host of the Drag Queen show was in the hot tub with us, and I didn't even catch that it was her out of drag. Yeah. So we didn't stay out too late that night because we knew we had a pretty full day coming up the next day. 
Yes, let's talk about Wednesday. So as we mentioned about our Miami trip, we didn't quite take enough time. This time we decided we were going to do some touristy stuff. Now leading up to it, we were really struggling with what we were wanting to do, which also we decided to rent a car for this one. We knew that between the trips from the airport to Secrets, we knew there'd be multiple trips back and forth. We knew we had people coming in at the airport we were going to want to pick up. We knew that we'd need food runs. We knew that we'd need liquor runs. So we rented a car. So with that, we knew we had the freedom to travel. So we considered Caliente. Some friends of ours actually mentioned that there's a nude beach over north of Cape Canaveral. So we haven't done a real nude beach ever together. Nope. So of course, we're going to be down for it because we like our nude places. So we made the 45-minute drive from Orlando to Playa Linda Beach. And when we finally get to the beach, we make it over the dock to the actual sand part. And as we get there, we walk right into the middle of it. And now right dead center of it, there's a couple of cute girls under umbrellas. What? Yeah, there was. That one in the thong that was right there at the end looked really good. So just roll with me here. Okay. And to the right were some couples. Will you agree? Yes, there were some couples to the right. But there was limited space right there. So you start arguing with me. Let's walk to the left. Don't start it. I see you you wanting to rear back and start firing. So we walk to the left for a bit. Now, as we're walking, we're seeing some open spots. You're saying, let's drop here. Let's drop here. And I'm like, just bear with me. So we get to a point finally, and you start arguing. I said, do something for me. I said, look around and tell me what you see. Now, what did you see? I had already seen what I had seen. Okay, we're we're having a debate who's right here. But basically, basically it was all guys. What I had witnessed Mm -hmm. is I knew it was all guys. So why'd you want to go that way? Well, because the other side, there was like the next People? beach over. <laughs> no, the next beach over was families and stuff. So I'm thinking, let's go to the left because there is an open spot right there. And you didn't like the spot that I had picked. Okay. You did just say that. I have proof. Everyone just heard it. Okay. Move on. So we're walking down the beach and I am noticing single guy, single guy. couple guys. Several guys with cock rings. Guys <laughs> in tents. Okay, go, go, go on with the story. Go on with the story. Guys in tents, and they're looking at me. This one guy started shaking his head at me like, mm-mm, you are in the wrong spot. So now you've just agreed. What what were you in? You were in the wrong spot. That's what I told you. I said, look around. What do you see? A bunch of guys. And I said, I think we are on the wrong end of the beach. And I said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've been watching that for a while. So we went back to the end of the beach that I wanted to start at originally and crashed out and got naked and got some sun on. Yes. About four hours later, I wasn't the only girl there. There was like maybe four of us. That was four more than was on the <laughs> other end of the beach, so I can't say anything. <laughs> Which it wouldn't it wouldn't have bothered me. It's not like we were there to pick anybody up, but I was kinda like, let's apparently this is guys looking to meet guys down on this end. And it took it did take me a minute because again, the, the women were scarce altogether. But they were a lot more scarce when we went to the left. And I'm like, And you were uh, being grumpy with me. So you were like, I'm going to prove a point. And you just kept what walking. The fuck I was. The fuck I was. <laughs> anyway. It was funny. Basically, it just comes down to me being right mm, and going to the course. right. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we had a good time at the beach. Yeah, it was a little bit overcast, which would have been nice if it was a better day. But we got some sun and got to lay out naked on a Florida beach. Now, the bad part about Florida beaches is Florida beach sand. which was sticking sticking to my sunscreen and wouldn't just like magically wipe off. So it required me to get in the ocean, which I think we've established. I don't like cold fucking water. So then I got in the cold fucking water and it's not bad enough that I was naked in front of a bunch of people. I now had a shrinkage, a serious shrinkage issue from 40 degree water. It was miserable. You're all squilling like a girl. You're like, it's cold. 
<laughs> Shut up. I wasn't either. <laughs> you were too. <laughs> I had to get in the water because I about peed my pants laughing. Oh, God. <laughs> Whatever. So after the nude beach adventure, we decided to do some bar hopping down at Cocoa Beach. Uh, Brian and Brenna had recommended a couple places to try dinner as well as drinks at. And we did one drink, one appetizer. Right? Or did we do two drinks? We started off drinking pretty heavy for the dinner part and appetizers. <laughs> and then went to another bar. I know I ate at every bar. And then went to a dock bar for a bit. A yeah. Ricky tiki docky or something yeah. like that. And then ended up back at Sandbar, which is the first one we started at. Yes, because you liked the view. <laughs> They had some cute little waitresses. They had some very attentive waitress, waitresses. Mm-hmm. That's about mm-hmm. how you were talking to them, too. Yeah. What was funny is as we were kind of bouncing around, I was telling you that I needed to pull a good drunk. Now, with that said, I wasn't exactly meaning that day at that time. Well, you did. Let me put it that way. And you can ask everyone you were uh, texting. Drunk texting. <laughs> so if you're really close to me, you probably got a drunk text from me. Uh, yes. Tell them about one of your texts. What did you type? Fuck, I don't know. Help me. Fuck. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yeah. So some friends of ours from Florida that we were meeting up with, he said, yeah, I knew you were drunk because you sent me a text. It was like, fuck, with like 10 Ks. And he said that was it. <laughs> and then he was like, I hope Kimmy's driving. I wasn't really planning on you driving the rental car because it was going to cost like 250 bucks to add an extra driver. But it was that or me wreck it. So. Yeah. so before we made it back to the hotel, we were kind of wrapping up. You were going to the bathroom and I'm standing outside and I see this creepy guy trying to be all cool and take like a selfie. But then he turns around and he's just taking video of this girl playing volleyball. And I was like, dude, don't be a creeper. It was, it what, was bad. Was it that obvious? It was so obvious. I'm sure. So you- see, I wasn't the worst person on the beach that day. <laughs> nope. I wasn't the creepiest. Hey. <laughs> For once. Fuck off. So that's going to bring us up to approximately Thursday, right? Yes. And we finally get to check into secrets. Well, before we go on too far talking about the event, I think we need to talk a little bit about the room. Now, going into this event, we knew that we would be doing some hosting in the room as well as having some fun-ass play. And it was our first time there. So we splurged and got one of the little bit nicer rooms. Now, one thing about secrets is they have theme rooms. It's an old, I think we were told, a Ramada Inn. But mm-hmm. some of the rooms are decked out for play and entertainment. So do you want to cover what the room was like? It had tiki lamps. It had big jet pool tub, big shower with rocks in the, and everywhere. A shower in the middle of the room, basically. And yes. private toilet, because that was a requirement. So I'll say here in looking at online, some of the toilets were basically behind a glass wall in the middle of the room. So yes. we're like, that's a no-go for us. Yes. We're close and all, but I, I, I like a little <laughs> bit of privacy. It has a kitchenette and stuff. Um, sex swing. Mirror above the bed. Now you're getting the good stuff. I'm like, God damn, girl. Were we in a different room? Well, I didn't want to start with that stuff because then they wouldn't hear about the palm trees on the okay. bedding you're or the there. tiki lights. You know, they would just hear sex swing mirror. Shower with for multiple people. Tub. We're in. Okay, you're doing the girls' version versus the guys' version. <laughs> they don't even know what color the linens were. I think it's a close enough explanation. Mm-hmm. And what was our room called? The Polynesian Room. Yes. I actually liked our room probably the best out of most of the rooms. Okay, so we start off the event with a meet and greet poolside with the early arrivals for Pod Bash event. Now, that night they had, what, a bingo game? Yes, bingo at the bar. And 
We were supposed to do just a quick rounds of bingo, which turned into like a three hour deal of bingo. It got, I got over it real quick. The guy that was hosted was a little long winded. Yes. But it was fun. And then... Um, Which I, I didn't play that. I think you did. I was yeah. talking to one of the girls that were at the event. and I almost won. What hot damn. I almost won a vibrator because I don't have enough. So then after the bingo game, after four rounds of bingo, then we took a tour. Now, when the tour was starting, I caught up with Adam and Kelly of the Naked Relationship. And I guess Adam was wanting to stay on the tour. And Adam was like, here, Lee, keep up with Kelly for me. Maintain my wife. So I'm like, oh, this is kind of sexy. And about that time, the people from the kitchen walked up with their dinner and handed them these boxes. And he said, oh, never mind food's here. You can fuck off. <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. And sadly, that sounds just like him. All right, fuck off, Lee. <laughs> Your services aren't needed anymore. So I'm going to let you cover a bit of this. As we'll see in a minute, I got sidelined from the tour. So how was the tour of the playrooms and from here on for the next bit? They were good. The girl that took us around, she did a good job and everything, explaining stuff. But when we hit the playrooms, I kind of missed out on a lot of it because there was this guy behind me talking to a girl and I kept overhearing some of his questions. And I could tell she was struggling a little bit with some of the answers and she would try to say something and then he just was kept on and kept on, you know, going into a circle with what he was saying. And at one point he looks up because we're in the playroom and he says, I can't have sex like that. I don't want to have sex like that. He was talking about the porn. So he's looking up at this TV and the porn's on in there. And he's like, I can't do that. I don't want to, you know, I don't know if I'm ready for that. And she was like, not everyone has sex like that did you tell him to come to room 131 and see how it's done yes pretty much (laughs) i'm sorry go ahead so i finally turned around and i said all right not everyone has sex like that i said and not everyone has sex in here and that girl's face you could just tell relief she was like yes (laughs) so then i i kind of stepped back from the tour with her and with this guy and we started basically he had been with his wife for a long time And his wife had sent him two secrets to check it out. And I really think to get his nerves out of the way because they were wanting to come back on Saturday night. So he was asking a lot of the basic questions and, you know, how you do this. And he had in his head that we all have sex like porn. I don't know about y'all, but I'm not doing some of that stuff that they do on porn. Nope, nope. Don't even think about it. I have nothing clever to say, so keep going. Mm -hmm. But one of his hangups was that he didn't understand how he wouldn't disrespect a husband by not wanting the husband in their play, that he only wanted the wife. And so he kept saying he wanted a unicorn. And I was like, well, I said, you need to, number one, talk with your wife, ask what you want. Like you guys figure out what you want, how you want in a play. I said, number two, some of these wives and husbands play separate. So you just need to say, we are looking for a female. That's all you have to say. And then, you know, we talked about, you know, if she has a husband, being respectful of the husband, going up and saying, how do you play? You know, I'm interested in your wife, you know, just some of that conversation. And then he was like, calm down a little bit because he was pretty high strung about thinking it was all crazy. (laughs) I never did see him the rest of the weekend. (laughs) Sounds like you scared his ass off. 
I might have. So anyways, that's what I did before I went to the club to dance. Where were you? Where was I? That's a good question. So we've got a lot to cover here now where I was. (laughs) So let me set this up. Our unicorn that we've mentioned multiple times at one point said that she was jealous that we were going on this trip. And I went ahead and said, well, we have a king size bed and a sex swing if you want to join us. Let me say, she does not normally sleep in the bed with us. So that was the Friday before we were leaving. And I said that to her. Well, come to find out that weekend, she gets a flight. So she's now on the schedule to join us Friday the following week. Yes. So we get settled into the room, as she mentioned. I'm there in the sex swing, and she's setting up the room, and she gets a text and says, KB, our unicorn, is on a flight. This is Thursday. I got a picture of her on the flight. Yeah. She basically woke up that morning, worked a half day, and said, fuck this. I'm going to Florida. (laughs) Surprise, here I come. As we said, we're going to pick her up at the airport. I left the tour early, as well as the club. I think you were headed to dance. Yep. And I worked my way up to the airport to go get her. Now, I'm going to say it was absolute hassle to get her. Traffic that night, I think every flight coming into Florida was coming in at 10 p.m. on a Thursday evening because it was a freaking nightmare. It took me nearly an hour and a half to make it from the edge of the airport to her terminal so she could hop in. But we got her picked up and got her brought back to the resort. Now, before we go on, I think we need to address our dynamic with our non-girlfriend girlfriend here. What's your thoughts? <laughs> It's interesting because we had several people ask if she was our girlfriend. We've been asked if we're Polly. We're not Polly. She's not our girlfriend. She doesn't have any urge to be a girlfriend or Polly. We've had that discussion early on. Yes. I will say she is a consistent play toy with us, as we are a play toy of hers. But here's the weird thing that a lot of people find interesting is that her and I talk about other sex partners that we have. Like I've been with her and she'll be like, oh, last night I was with this couple. And I'm like, oh yeah, I was with, you know, we were with this couple and blah, blah, blah. Thought you'd include me in that. I did. (laughs) I wasn't being greedy for once. Well, (laughs) let my husband watch. So we play a lot. But it it was odd. We, you know, you and I, when we first found out she was serious about coming, where, you know, you even said, what do we introduce her as? And I just said, I guess her name. Well, and for me, the whole boyfriend and girlfriend deal is a little bit, I've got to research it and study it and talk with people a little bit more because you know how I am. Because to me, I don't want to stake claim to her. No. Like I enjoy hearing about her with other people just like she does with us. So I just like our natural fit that we have. But I will say one thing that we were, this is is crazy, is we did fully discuss how are we going to sleep? Who sleeps in the middle? Does she sleep in the middle? Do I sleep in the middle? Do you sleep in the middle? What do we do? I sleep in the middle because I sleep like a vampire on my back. <laughs> and I knew I tossed and turned around quite a bit. So and I so knew does that she. would. So. so it was a natural fit. All of us just fell into place. <laughs> but if we refer to her as our girlfriend, you know where we're going for it. It's, you know, some people were asking me, well, is she with y'all? Yeah, she came with y'all. Separate, but yeah. She's in the same room as us. Let me just put it that way. But that's, you know, she could go off and talk with people. And she did. And, and she did. And like I say, with the not staking ownership claim, we were fine with that. If she wanted to hook up with someone, that was her business. Now, we would tell her where we were going. Just we didn't want to be like, we're going out here. You need to go. Yeah. We're saying we're going back to the hot tub. So you're not in a strange place and walking around not knowing where we're at. I, I think it was just more of a common courtesy. But 99% of the time, she's like, okay, here I come. So it, it wasn't like we were saying, hey, we're walking back to our room. You need to quit 
talking to whoever you're yeah. talking to because we we do see people with girlfriends that do that and that's definitely not what we're aiming to do well and even with that said um there was times like um i would be out there dancing and like you two would be like hey we're gonna go outside and i'd be like all right peace you know and so we would it was just that's our dynamic so from here on her name's KB, our non-girlfriend girlfriend, or our unicorn. But she's not our girlfriend, not our unicorn. She could be anybody's. That's up to you. She's our favorite toy at the moment. So is that clear as mud? Yes, very. Like the Oklahoma rivers. All right, I'm sure we're going to talk more about our sexy conversations and talks and all that stuff later. Let's, let's get back on track. On Thursday, one thing we did miss was um rope demonstrations did you notice that i was so bummed because i really wanted to catch it and we just didn't catch it but the accidental swingers and kinky frame of mind were doing rope demonstrations throughout the weekend and i completely missed them we'll have to get in on those next time and see what they're like yeah something we're interested in it just shit there was so much to see and do over our three days of our event that you couldn't possibly squeeze it all in yeah now you were abba's dancing queen that weekend, weren't you? Oh, yeah. Crazy dance. I haven't seen you cut loose and dance like that in some time. Now, we also covered in our last episode how proper music makes a big difference. Big difference. The DJ was great. One thing I will say, and everyone kept asking our listeners, the DJ did get louder towards the end of the night. And I think that he was getting louder with the music to kind of get people to go because it was almost time to cut off because I noticed that. All three nights that I danced. But it was great. I loved every... I could dance to anything and everything. My body hurt when we left from dancing so much. Now, I hate to jump in and be like, oh, our listeners are listeners like you just did. But I had multiple people come up to me in the club and go, let me guess. It's too loud in here since you can't hear me. I'm like, I can hear you talk, so it's just fine. Plus, you can dance to it. So it's crazy when people bring up shit that we've said in an episode (laughs) and throw it back at us. One thing I do want to bring up um, that happened to me Thursday night at the dance club when you were gone to go get KB was there was a single guy that came in and he was dancing and I started dancing with him and he was dancing in our group and stuff. And at one point he came up and actually propositioned me and was like, hey, what are you doing later? Would you be interested in going back to the room with me? And I said, no, I'm waiting on my husband to get back. He Went to go get our non-girlfriend and um, he said, oh, okay, you know, no disrespect. He's not here. I'll meet up with you later. And I saw him two or three times throughout the rest of the weekend. Very respectful. And I know he was a single guy. So we had heard stories about singles at Secrets and this guy, hands down, he was a good, good single guy there. There are good ones. Yes. Now, one other thing that you mentioned, and we've seen that with our personal crowd is People sometimes have a little, you can change it. You notice a change in body language and tone when you're talking to somebody else and I'm not around. And yes. you said that you didn't men- notice that with the group that we were with. Nope. We're out with professional swingers that actually do this stuff. It, it's a little different scenario. Yeah. Now, I will say that they didn't get like tense, like, oh my God, she's over there talking to the single guy. But they were kind of like watching when he walked away. You know, like, oh, are you going to go off with him? Do we need to just make sure you're okay? You know, like they were, it was a different vibe. It wasn't a tense, like, oh my gosh, she's over there with that single guy and her husband doesn't know. You know, they were just like, is she safe kind of deal. So that was kind of the end of Thursday night. We got back, kind of got her settled in. Now the next morning I did my normal routine and got up and caught me a workout down the street at 
a badass gym there in Kissimmee. And of course, you um, were required to bring back coffees. Yes, my princesses that got to sleep in put in a nice little coffee and pastry order for me to find on the way back to the room, which was fine. I didn't sleep in. I got up and I went and put our towels poolside and there were still people partying at like 8 a.m. And then I went back to sleep. Those are some professionals. That wasn't us. No. (laughs) Now, you would have been excited. I found your favorite place to eat, Medieval Times, on the way to my gym. Medieval Times, Times, Times. Now, i got to (laughs) say, this one looked a little sketchy. The one here in Dallas that we go to is in a nice area. It's got nice hotels, convention centers. The road to this one, let me see. There was Bob's Tacos. There was a massage parlor. There was a fortune teller. There was Juan's Tacos. There was Medieval Times. There was a get a divorce for $99 place. There was do your taxes in the same one for $99. And there was a fortune teller. It was in kind of a sketchy neighborhood. So I, I've been to it though multiple that's, times. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm sure it was the old Florida prior to Disney empires taking over everything. Oh yeah. Now, when I got back to the hotel, I ran into Brian from front porch and a couple others, which was asking where I'd been at eight in the morning. And I, I said, I'd been to the gym and he said, hell, uh, the, Friends with a Twist group did their Twisty Trot run, 5K run. And I'm like, yeah, I don't run. <laughs> I might have been to the gym, but I don't run. If you if you see him running, you better run too. <laughs> <laughs> don't even ask. Just follow along. Something bad's going down. Well, so around noon, I think we finally rolled out and they started poolside games. The Friends with a Twist did a sexual position game. Were you? Did you see that one? No, I don't even think I made it out till early afternoon. I came in from the gym and got y'all fixed up with your coffees and donuts. And I think uh, me and Miss Thing spent a little time together. Yep. And I went out poolside. Yep. I think so. That's right. Well, they did the sexual position game and it was really funny to watch because people, you could see them like they had like 30 seconds to do as many sexual positions as they could. And people would like, it's hard when you off the top of your head, 30 seconds trying to come up with different ones. Everyone did kind of the same ones. I want to try it sometime. We'll enter next time. How's that sound? Yes. So, while I was out there socializing, what were you doing? Napping? Taking a nap. Doing my little (laughs) air quotes. Now, I'll go ahead and admit, this was the first time that me and our unicorn have played privately without you. Yes. In the room. Prior to this event, you and I had spoke about if you, either you or I, get the opportunity to play separate with her, if we would. And you kind of proposition that question to me more than anything I think for your own personal benefit more than mine (laughs) because I went through and said well I'm fine playing with her so on so on so on and you said well I was more leaning along the lines of (laughs) if me and her went to the room together I was like oh well fuck me (laughs) y'all go ahead I just I want pictures or details what if I wanted to play by myself I haven't yet you have I haven't so as you were getting ready you said told her you're gonna go and sneak on out the poolside and left and she and I were finishing up and they're getting ready and I told her I was like uh she was just basically wingmanning me there and I told her about the talk you and I had she said oh so you can play by yourself I was like yeah under the circumstances it was okayed so she and I got a little play action together well and with that she trusts us enough and knows that we do discuss everything so with you saying that she knew I was okay with it and in fact when I came back in afterwards I even made a comment about it, so just so she knew that I did know about it. Well, we got out the poolside and made the joke with you because we couldn't find the condoms. Now, Miss OCD has every little... Sp- I checked every fucking cubby hole in that room, except the one by the bed. 
Okay. And it's finally where, where would they you were. put condoms? Yeah. By the bed. I know. I know. I guess. And I, was, I showed you three times. Yeah, like I pay attention to you. Well, <laughs> exactly. I think, I think I was caught up in the moment of getting me some, and I just I couldn't think straight because I was like looking next to the shower in the bathroom under the bed. And she's like, "What about this thing here?" I'm like, "Fuck!" I didn't think about looking in the nightstand. Ding, ding, ding. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's because she thinks like me. <laughs> yeah. You asked me afterwards if it felt any different than the other single girls that you'd or wives that you'd put me with, and really it did. I think because there's such a comfort level between us. I hate to say it wasn't much different than when you weren't there, but uh, like I say, there's there's just a familiarity with her now because we have played with her so much. Well, and on my end, I have to say, I didn't even think about what you guys were doing in there. That's like, good. Yeah, well, like with the other wives I have sent in, I'm like, oh, he's in there playing. How long has it been? You know, like I'm thinking about it where I was just like, I'm going to go socialize. He can do the fuck whatever he wants. You know, like I didn't even think about it. Well, I also realized that we're somewhat there for business, promoting the show and seeing people. So I told her, I was like, let's just, let's get a quickie in. And we got a little fast one and met you back out poolside. Yep. So I learned a new term this weekend. Uh, <laughs> Party Mark, the hype man for the secrets, was asking people what their sexual identity was. And you came up with a new one that I have yet to hear, but fits pretty well. What's your uh, sexual identity this week? So everyone knows I don't like labels because I don't really fall into anything. So I identify as chemisexual. What the hell does that mean to us that are having trouble keeping up with all these? It means however I feel or whichever situation takes me is how I am. I'm not necessarily straight. I'm not necessarily bi. I don't really fall into the pan either. So I am chemisexual. With our unicorn, it definitely curves. <laughs> Yeah, I'd seen a text message between you and her. You said, you're definitely curving my straightness. That was funny. Okay, so let's cut the nonsense and let's get back to the event. Let's talk about uh, the poker run that night. Oh, it was so fun. Uh, we hosted a room for the poker run and we did shots. You mixed up shots. Everyone loved them. So then our, everyone just hung out in our room and people would come in. They would grab some spunk lube because I made everyone try it and everyone sat in our swing like, it was a fun night. It was interesting having the crowd through. Everybody was kind of apprehensive, but we're like, hey, check out the room. You might want to rent it next time. And everybody agreed it was a pretty good little party room. Yeah. So then as the poker run was kind of winding down, you and KB actually hitched a ride to the store. Well, we were getting ready to head down the street. Now, before this, we had seen some people on a chat thing talking about the Wawa stores that were such a big deal. Now, we got to experience one up by our hotel on day one. I have to say, they have some of the badass coffee, most badass coffee we've ever had. And food. Yeah. For us Texans, it's similar to our Bucky's or Quick Trips. They have a little entry board that you put in what you want, and they make it up there, you know, paninis or subs or whatever you call them locally. And that was kind of our go-to for food for a couple of days. Now, somebody was actually arguing with me. I was talking about some friends of ours were drunk, and I was going on a food run, and I was talking about those, and... He goes, oh, I don't eat gas station food. I'm like, all right, fuck off then. You have your own car. Go find what you want. <laughs> and the rest of our friends were like, okay, I want a turkey sub. I want this. I want an egg sandwich. So, Yep, you guys put in a food order. So you guys went to go get that. And with with, a, with a, I'd say a random guy, someone we met in the hot tub, but he was pulling out at the same time, so we hitched a ride with him. But his only stipulation, and he was parked right outside of our door, was if we rode with him, y'all had to save our parking spot. Now, how did that go? Oh, my gosh, it was so funny. So there was like... Three or four of us, I think at one point, five or six of us standing in the parking spot. And the parking lot is small. And so a lot of people were coming in for the night. And they kept trying to pull in. 
And so I'm standing there like, uh, y'all bitches are not going to get in here, you know. So our friend from Dallas, he actually saw a, look like a road barrier deal across the way, brought it over, put it in the parking spot. So it looks like we're having a little tailgating party. And then you guys pull up and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, the guy that was driving's like, is that our spot? I said, yeah. He said, what the hell is that? I said, I don't know. But our buddy that did it, he's about five, seven. Uh, his arms are bigger in his head. He said a couple of people tried to pull in. He's like, fuck y'all. Y'all can't take that. <laughs> I don't think many people argued with him that they couldn't park there. No, it was so funny, which we I do have a funny story. When you guys were gone, Adam of Naked Relations was like well, milling around. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He got turned around. He got lost. <laughs> and then he's like, well, I had to go to the bathroom. And his wife was in the room playing. So I was like, go in there and use our bathroom. And so he's like, we had a bidet. So he's all like, oh, my God, you guys got a bidet. And he's all freaking out about it. And then he comes out and I said, well, what are you going to do now? And he was like, he goes, I'm going to go get some popcorn and go watch Kelly, I guess. I don't know what to do. And I said, hot damn, I got some popcorn. <laughs> and so he was like, really? So I popped him some popcorn. And then the next day, his wife was like, yeah, he came back with popcorn. What the fuck? And I was like, I know I gave it to him. <laughs> So that's crazy shit that happens when you're gone. Maybe I'm a little too hyper when you're gone. There's all sorts of good stories when I'm gone that you say, I don't remember that. I'm like, well, 10 other people do. I know. <laughs> but after you finally came back and we ate our food, our room group kind of all disappeared because we had to go get our costumes on for the night. We actually went as devils. And what's funny is that the three of us all matched as devils. Without planning. Yes. So they had the, what was it? The balls of death or the balls of steel? Balls of steel. Balls of steel. Balls of death. That's pretty scary. But anyway, basically somebody stood in the middle and the motorcycles drove in circles around the person there. In a cage. That's pretty neat to watch. Well, in one of the videos, they have their hands on one of the, like the people that stand in the middle, like on their head. Like it was crazy to see. But after the caged motorcyclist got done, we all went into the club and danced it up like crazy. That night did me in on dancing. What do you mean, did you in? Well, Brenna kept telling me to come out there and dance. It's all her fault. Brenna, front porch swingers? She's a little short troublemaker, isn't she? You're in trouble. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, we went out there and we danced like it was, I want to say like it's 1999, but we're going to go even back old school. Like I'm going to say like 1989, 1990, because at one point I broke out the running man, the front stepper, hot stepper, the Roger Rabbit sidestep. So you're doing the robot with some guy. I did the there. robot. Oh man, I was living it up. It was my best night that night. I even had a little dance off with some guy. It was fun. Which he later, once we met him poolside, said he was a professional dancer back in the day. And he said he was surprised you being your age knew some of those moves that he was doing. I know. Everyone's always shocked when I start dancing. Our friends from Dallas were like, we didn't think you could dance. <laughs> and I'm like, well, if the music sucks, I don't dance. You definitely don't dance like a white girl. You've been told that before, too. And you're like, what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) I know, right? But anyways, I had a blast. So after the club, I I literally shut that club down. I think they were kicking Brenna and I out. Yeah, you were on a roll that night. And I think Brenna wasn't helping. (laughs) Was helping you, but wasn't helping us. We were ready to go back to the room. We were kind of tired. Us old people need our naps. Is Miss KB older or younger than you? She's She's younger. younger. Holy cow. She's got to step up her game. Right. So we decided instead of getting in the hot tub, we were going to go to our room because we have this big jet tub. 
Okay. And with that said, earlier in the morning when I was going to the gym, you girl said, oh, it'd be sexy if you got some bubble bath for the hot tub in our room, which I went to Walmart, which I would rather pull off my fingernails than deal with Walmart people and found some bubble bath. Now, when we started to run the bath, it wasn't quite up to par. Oh my gosh. It was horrible. The feeling was taking forever. It was just trickling. And I like hot showers and hot baths. I like to be a lobster, but it was so hot that the little jets that I sat down on burnt my ass. So it was taking forever to fill, and then the jets on the tub did not work. So we basically just had this big pool of boiling hot water. We even put ice in there. We went to the ice machine and got ice. We were pouring water from the shower in there. Do you remember all this craziness? Like we were... We were trying to get it on in the hot tub. It was not happening. So... The hot tub gods were against us. Yes. Which is fine with me because... KB and I got in the shower together and got the little loofah, loofed each other up. Now it's just the two of you. Now you didn't quite detail the shower enough. It's a big glass shower in the middle of the room, has multiple heads. It had one that basically sprays you front on like a car wash, but then it had the waterfall style overhead. Now the cool thing about the waterfall ones overhead is they were LED lit. So when you're in there, the LED lights are changing the water color constantly. I think y'all locked me out. I wasn't allowed in there. I only remember the wand. It has a wand, too. Don't forget about that. I'm sure you girls made good (laughs) use of the wand. We did. Well, here's the bad part. You went at it for about 45 minutes before you realized I wasn't in there. (laughs) You stuck your head out at one point. You're like, are you out here watching? I'm like, I'm watching and taking pictures and maybe jerking off. So you (laughs) girls just keep going. We had a little fun in the shower. Without me. I was there in spirit as I was watching through the glass. Little scrub, scrub, scrub here and there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The pictures are amazing. Yes. Okay. So let me ask you, how did that make you feel about seeing me and her and you not included? Did you miss the part about me jerking off? I didn't even notice. <laughs> I was busy. <laughs> All right. No, it was it was fine. I've mentioned before I like the fact that she's very attentive to your needs as well as mine. So I think that what makes her a good fit between the two of our personality styles. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that we all mix very well naturally where, you know, if I'm playing with her, you're involved, like we just all involve each other. It's just a, it's a natural flow. I don't know how to say that. You know what I mean? Like it gets all crazy. Let me flip that back on you. We haven't really got to talk about it. She and I played together without you. Was that an issue? She and I tend to snuggle up pretty close quite a bit. Does that bother you? Actually, like I said earlier, um, when you guys played, it didn't even, I didn't even think about it. It didn't bother me at all. I'm so comfortable. But I will say this. At one point, I had, like I said, I slept in the middle and we had taken a nap or something and I had got up to shower and I was in the shower and then you two scooted together and started snuggling and that's all you did was snuggle. I turned around and I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck? What's going on here? Then I was like, why do I care? Like, why am I jealous? Like, it was just a weird, like, a moment of like, wait a minute, what the fuck's going on behind my back? But it wasn't behind my back. And I was even okay with it. But it was just a not even 30 seconds of what the fuck. And then I was like, well, maybe they'll play together and I'll be over here in the shower and I'll get my wand, you know, like out. I like that shower nozzle. I need to double check your bag. Make sure you didn't take it with you. (laughs) I don't want to pay a deposit on the room. No, but I, that's the only thing that I, I think that I just had that moment. But I think that, that it's good that I had that. I think that you should have those little moments every once in a while. We often say that we're odd on that fact, that we feel that there should be just a little bit of twinge of jealousy. Yeah. And everybody says jealousy is bad. But you know, I think there's equal amounts of us out there that still feel a little bit of it is 
good. I have no doubt that people that don't have it still care about their spouses, but for us and what we've been through, it just, it still shows us that, Hey, we're important to each other mm-hmm. enough that it, it crosses our mind yeah. that what we're doing is different. Yeah. But with that said, we all did play afterwards. So it wasn't like poor little Lee was over here totally by himself all night. Oh no. I jumped back in the middle of it. I, did, get in the middle. I did get some, uh, two girl action. <laughs> Which was also pretty fun with the mirror. That was a new perspective to watch. Kind of made me dizzy. Yeah, us too, a little bit. <laughs> Sometimes I'd be watching, like I'd be on top of you, and I'd be looking up, and then I would like start going to the side, because I would like lose my balance looking and forgetting which way I was going. Yeah, it fucked with my head. We'll talk about how she fits with us, and it's maybe a little fucking weird like us. I got my phone back the next day. She said, I want I want to use your phone, which she was taking some pictures of you and I fucking in the sex swing. And I'm, I'm scrolling through pictures at the gym the next morning. And she's taking selfies of herself, making faces as I'm banging you in the fucking sex swing. <laughs> They're just fucking classic. Now I sent them back to her. She's like, oh my God, I forgot about that part. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you did. You dork. That was so funny. So Saturday morning, I start off my normal routine by going to the gym. And this time I took, I took a guest with me, Steve, that was there for the event. He's an avid workout guy as well. And he and I have shared some training tips through some of the social medias and he follows basically the same routines I did. So it was fun to go work out with him. Now, one thing I have to say on working out with him is you got two guys that are uber competitive and neither of them are wanting to give up any ground. And I like to sometimes cruise through my workouts while I'm on vacation. I mean, I don't go hundred percent on the road. I'll admit that, but 75% or better. But with him, he'd be like, oh, let's go up a plate. And I'm like, well, fuck it. Let's go up two plates. Well, fuck it. Let's go up three (laughs) plates. So you get two dogs that aren't wanting to give up any ground. And I think later that day, he and I both admitted we overdid it. Mm -hmm. Uh, We we did uh, back and hamstrings. And I think both of our asses were hurting (laughs) as much as you can't say that out loud in some scenarios. Uh, I think both of us were in a little bit of pain the rest of the day. Well, while you were doing that, I slept in. Good for you. Hope you enjoyed it. Now, he and I had some interesting talks. He was asking me about you, believe it or not. Now, going back to Kimmy Sexual, as we're at the gym, he said, now, your wife, she's straight, right? And I said, oh, somewhat. <laughs> and he's like, why I ask is, he was like, my wife was dancing with your wife. And she said the same thing. She said, now, Kimmy's straight, right? And he said, I think so. She said, well, I was kissing her and rubbing her boobs and biting on her neck and this and that. And. Nothing yeah, we were dancing on each other like crazy. I, you know, I just, I don't know. That's just how I dance. <laughs> well, that makes everybody question your sexuality then. Why is that? I don't know, because I'm Kimmy-sexual. Fuck whatever everybody else thinks. Then. Right? Yeah, way to confuse people. Well, or you have to put that shit on Urban Dictionary so people know what it is. I know. It's hard to explain. If I'm in the moment, I'm in the moment. Well, it's kind of like this. I don't sleep with every guy. I have a choice in it. It's what I feel, what I want. So that's kind of how I am about the girls. Fair enough. But I still don't go down on girls. For now. I know. I've come close lately. So I finally made it back. So let's talk about some Saturday activities. Well, we actually started off the games that day. And we got told, come up with a game. Surprise, motherfuckers. Do a game. Exactly. So we came up with the sexiest, most creative body shot. Now, in doing that, because we are both a little bit competitive. And, of course, we want to have fun. And so we had to practice this at least five times. I was a little nervous about it. But what did we do on our shot that we showed everyone? No, I think it's better if you explain it. I will because I'm so excited. So I get up there and I strip down naked. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, what? We're at a nude place. Come on, people. So then I do a handstand. Then I spread my legs into the splits. 
and then you have someone set a shot glass on my vagina, and then you lift my waist up and do a shot basically off my vagina. Perfect. It was so exciting, except for the fireball that went down my crotch. So we had Nick, the gay. Oh my God, he was amazing. What do you call him? A hop guy or activities director. I I told him, I'm like, I'm going to need you to hold this here on her pussy. And I was like, I'm going to pick her up and then you let go of it. And I'm going to drink the shot from there. So while you're doing that, he's like, I don't usually like pussy, but that's a really nice one. I said, well, just just hold the glass there is all I need you to do. So the diameter of the shot glass was big, so I couldn't put my mouth around it. So I basically had to bite into it and pour it up. Now, when I did that, I'd already had you lifted on the ground. So now I'm pouring fireball right into my eyes, down my chest, and into your pussy. So my eyes are on fire. You're upside down. Your pussy's on fire. So it may not have been as graceful as we thought it was. It was fun, though. <laughs> yeah, we got a pretty big uh, applause for it. And one of the guys came up and said, man, that's like sex du soleil right there. He's like, that was some cool shit. Well, one of the uh, activity girls was like, holy fuck, that was hot. <laughs> so swing by our room and see what other nonsense we come up with. Now, with that said, we set the bar extremely high and no one wanted to do our game and we started panicking. And so then I was finally like, you don't have to do like we did. <laughs> no, we did get uh, five con- five couple contestants yes. up there. All of them did some pretty creative shots. And it came down to two couples. Yes. Uh, both of them were friends of ours. Yes. Which wasn't rigged by any means. No. Nope. But I guess when all five of them are your friends, then it's a good chance two of them are going to be the winners. They did a vagina shot. The first time. Yes. And then... They had a shoot off between two couples. Yes. And so the last couple, she laid down, spread her legs like she was going to do a vagina shot. And he did his little finger like, uh-uh, no, no, no. <laughs> and then he turned around Pulled his pants down. She stuck the shot in his ass crack. Did the shot. And did the shot. Now, what did they win for the? They won a manscaping kit. Yep. It was perfect. Which is clippers. So then they're like, can we clipper you? He's like, hell yeah. And the clippers weren't charged. So. (laughs) So he had to stand there with his ass hanging out a little bit longer. (laughs) God bless them though. They they killed it. We made them come out of their shell that this weekend that was our game and then i think you went to go rinse off and actually take a nap to be honest i think i sent you when i say take a nap with air quotes this one was a real nap yeah i made you and kb take a nap because she was tired the day before too i put y'all both to bed everybody always jokes about my naps they and they do it with air quotes too i'm like no this was a real nap yep which again was odd because she and i went back the room and basically stripped down rinsed off and snuggled up and went to sleep (laughs) yeah you came in a couple hours later yeah, burst I like- in, burst in, and said, "What the fuck are y'all doing in here?" <laughs> and we kind of sat up because we had been dead ass asleep. We're like, "Wait, what? What's going on?" Yeah, you're pulling your shit. What are y'all doing in here? Well, it's because everyone kept feeding me shots too. I was having, I was socializing and having a good time. But you guys missed uh, friends with a twist. Did a clicker game where they basically took a clicker, stuck it by their vagina, and clicked real quick to see how many clicks they could get. And then Naked Relations did a game where they did a male wet t-shirt contest. And there was like five staff members in a line and the guys danced on them and they could rip their shirt off. And like you mentioned, Nick, oh my God, he was so hilarious. He was second in line and the guys would come and they would like dance on him. And then at one point, the guy that won, Nick got up after he left him and took his chair and went down to the end so he could get a second lap dance. <laughs> and like Nick was just like, like he was like getting overheated. He was like, oh my gosh. Like he was like freaking out. It was so funny. You really missed a good game on that one. So how many guys did they get in the contest? Because I know they were originally talking about a mankini contest, which. Yeah, that would have been great. 
well, like but, they were talking about us being in it. I'm like, no, I think that's uh, impartial. So there was at least six or seven guys. So and it was it was great. Then the front porch swingers did a contest for a motor bunny. And this game topped all the games. It was so good. So our friend Christy ended up doing this contest and she went first. So I'm just going to use her as an example. So she had to sit down on the motor bunny, which is kind of like a Sibian for those of you that don't know what a motor bunny is. And they turned it up all the way up to 10, gave her a magazine, a Times magazine, and she had to read a page. And whoever did the best, like no expressions, monotone, no pauses, could read the page the best, won. And she was in the top three. It was crazy. They kept trying to get me to do it. And I was like, dude, I can't read a book. Are you kidding me? Then when I found out it was the Times, I was really fucked. They could have got you a Dick and Jane book. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so anyways, that one was fun. Then at that point, it was time for a room crawl that they do every Saturday night. Everyone can open their doors. And basically, they have shots and candy. Or, and since this was a Halloween theme this weekend, it was like a trick or treat. So I run in. That's the reason I bust open. I was like, what are, the, what are you doing, motherfuckers? <laughs> I was getting ready to say, hey, the room crawl. I remember that part. Yes, because I made you get up and we had to hurry and clean the room up and get ready for it. So it was fun. We actually ended up shutting our room down, but left our stuff where people could see it because everyone had been in our room pretty much all weekend. So we could check out some of the other rooms. Then we came back and we did got ready for Hallow Swing. We put our costumes on. I'm just sitting here letting you go. You're going 100 miles an hour, so I'm taking a breath. <laughs> You're all active tonight. Yep. Now, I will say for Hallow Swing, we took a while to get ready in our costumes because they yours took a little bit longer. We have a tendency to go over to the top, and this was one of them. Yes. Give a quick lowdown on our costumes, what we did this year. Yes. I did Lady Gaga. And I did Marilyn Manson. If you've seen me, I'm the direct opposite of Marilyn Manson. And told um, Miss Thing here, makeup's, makeup's me up. Yes, and put a wig on. Yep. And then you even had a contact in your eye. Had one white contact and a corset and stockings and net gloves. Yep. You did a good job on the makeup. I was impressed. Now, you did it scary enough that I didn't recognize myself when I was taking (laughs) pictures. I'm like, holy shit. Neither did anybody else. No, no one else did. Now, we went in the club for a bit, but we very quickly realized we were kind of the freak show with our outfits. Compared to the night before, not very many people went all out for their costumes. So we were kind of fell out of place. So we were like, oh shit. So we took our pictures, danced for a little bit. And on the way back out, we stopped through the dungeon to make a quick walkthrough to see who was in there. Now our friends Phoenix and Vulcan that are part of that crew, they were working. And he caught me and told me, he's like, go stand by her right quick. And I I couldn't resist. And I walked up uh, and I said, he told me to stand by you. And then she heard the voice and realized who it was. But she's like, if I hadn't heard your voice, I would be freaked the fuck out by the way you look. (laughs) Now, what's funny, though, is the guy that um, gave us the tour of the dungeon the night before knew exactly who you were and was like, dude, that corset's awesome on you. So then I really knew we were part of the freak show. (laughs) We were going to make a quick walkthrough and then go change out our outfits into something a little more comfortable. And we ran into Brenna and some friends out in the courtyard (laughs) And I kind of freaked her out for a minute till she caught the voice and was like, holy shit, you look different. <laughs> so your makeup was spot on and killer. Nobody's ever seen me with hair that we no. know now. So. And what's crazy is that that's actually your hair color. Yeah, it's pretty close to what I look like back around 20. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So we go and we change. 
And we decided that since we had done the club the last two nights, we wanted to try the dungeon stuff out. KB was like, let's go check it out. And so I was like, all right, let's go. So that starts our dungeon fun. So you had both been talking about wanting to try some BDSM. I think both of y'all both skirted on it. She's been active in it before and you've, we've experimented with it. But I think from your standpoint, you're really wanting to try to push some limits in a safe environment. And again, we knew Vulcan and Phoenix that were the dungeon workers. And I had talked to them in the past about what I wanted and what I have done in the past. I wanted to try it in an actual dungeon in a play setting, like have an actual scene. So we end up in the dungeon. Uh, Some of our other friends that flew in to join us did, a couple different couples. But one of them I want to mention, Aaron and Christy, and that's Aaron with a Y and Christy with a K, so we don't out them versus an <laughs> what Aaron with an O and a Christy with a C. Totally different. So uh, let, let's not out anybody here. Now, if, you, if you've seen the spelling on that, I'd say we've got some friends that are real assholes. <laughs> and that's probably why we like them and love them. They probably thought they were sending it to me to see if I could spell it Fuck. and say it. <laughs> yeah. So My dyslexia does not read very well yeah, sometimes. Yeah, let's, let's verbally change uh, two letters in the names so nobody recognizes them. Mm-hmm. But they, they were in there with us, and she was wanting to be flogged. And, and she hadn't. Nope, and KB not. put her up on the kneeling bench and started doing some flogging on her, which while they were doing that, we started talking to Vulcan about what you were wanting to experience, and which ended up with you on another kneeling bench. So where did that go from there? Well, for me, my big deal is I I didn't necessarily want to get off. I wanted to try it out. I wanted to try everything. I wanted to figure out my pain tolerance because I do have a very high pain tolerance. And I say that, and a lot of people will say that. I say what I mean. I am what I am. I'm not doing anything for show. But I do want to say this up front before we start. I do bruise easy. (laughs) And any of you that follow us on Twitter probably saw that. (laughs) After you've heard this episode, go back and look at the pictures of her bruised ass. It is miserable. It just looks bad. Now, we'll talk a little bit about how you got those bruises on your ass, but... Up front, what kind of talks did you have with him about what you wanted out of this? I know they are very tentative to stuff like that, and that's an important part of the kink BDSM scene. So what what did your uh, pre-negotiations come out like? Well, we talked about the different pain levels, like, and how to say no, or, you know, you do symbols, uh, what our safe word was, and some different things that I wanted to try, which I, like I said earlier, I wanted to try it all. And for me, I basically would just turn around and say, no, I do not like that one. So there wasn't any really tricky keywords no. or, or numbers. No, I wasn't having like, to think uh, fluscalusculus or whatever yeah. that one is that you always try to say. <laughs> yes. I didn't have to do any of that because I was, like I said, I'm I'm pretty straightforward on stuff. And he he knows me, so he knew what I could take and what I couldn't take. Um, I was surprised by some of the paddles that he was using because when you go to the store you see some of them some of them like were the chain ones or some different little things and I was like oh I wouldn't like that but the way he used them I did like it and I was kind of shocked because I'm into more sensual feeling stuff now at one point while he was doing something to you maybe even just hand paddling I caught her attention and brought up fingernails and she immediately went to scratching your back and scraping you and stuff like that. So you're very big into the sensory yes. uh, feeling part of it. You know, more so probably than impact or pain or anything like that. But they were very attentive to you and your needs. 
as to moving forward. Well, and at one point they used the magic wand on me, but the second time they used it, um, I do have a piercing on my hood and she had got up a little bit high. And so I was like, Oh, watch my piercing. And then they just immediately didn't use it anymore. But with you being dressed, that, yes. you know, that's something they wouldn't see. They're yeah. just, they're filling for a clit. Yes. And since we had talked with him about what I was wanting to try, and I have a high pain tolerance, um, he only paddled me less than five times with each paddle or flogger. It's probably two or three per, and he would move on. He wasn't trying to get me off. He wasn't trying to get me into a deep spot. You know, like it was just, I wanted to see. And he was interested to see what my pain tolerance was because like I said, a lot of people will say they have a pain tolerance, but I had one. Like I said, they used a lot of the different paddles, all kinds of different things. One of them that they ended up using was a 25 pound flogger. Yeah. They came over and showed it to us first. And it's basically a table leg with a big, heavy bulk of thin leather straps on it. Which that was the Dungeon Master Tank's and you have to get permission for that. And Tank, at that point, we had caught Tank's attention. And so he was over there and he was like, yes, try it. Oh my God, I loved that one. They hit my back with that and I just, oh, I loved it. Another one, surprisingly, which I knew that they did it, but I didn't catch it. So I'll, I'll have you explain that one. Okay, this is a great part of the story. One of them they pulled out was a big, thick plastic cross. So he's standing over her kind of to her side and smacks over on one ass cheek. And whenever he smacked her ass cheek, the cross basically exploded. And when I talk about exploded, it looked like just somebody dropped a bucket of ice. I mean, it, it went everywhere. So he's standing there with just this little shard of a cross in his hand. And he immediately goes, the power of Christ compels you. And everybody in the dungeon just starts breaking up laughing. Cause it, I mean, it, it was an impressive sight. It, it exploded into a thousand pieces when he hit her on the ass. No one I, knew I what to do. It shocked everyone. Yeah, I don't everyone. know if it hurt or anything. But I just, didn't even notice. I it, didn't feel it. It just, it, it nuclear exploded. It was a pretty impressive sight. And those of our list, long-term listeners, you know that I come from a religious background. And so later when we were talking about it, I was like, my mom and dad always said that the demons lived in me. What can I say? Like, it was just a perfect storm. Like, it was so great. Now, Vulcan told us later that he went to gather up the pieces and throw it away. And Tank was like, no, no, no. When we destroy something on somebody, we keep it as a souvenir. So it's on display somewhere in the dungeon now, yeah. which is neat. At that point, I had a big crowd watching because, I mean, he was, I'll say, welling on me. Like it was a, he was going to town, hitting me, spanking my bottom. So um, one thing I did notice, which I was kind of surprised, the crowd wasn't loudly talking. They were all quiet and just, ooh, you know, even like when he would, I don't want to say hit because that's not a good term, but when he would spank me, it would pop and everyone would be like, ooh, you know, but no one was like loud where other places they, they're loud. So I, I liked that, the atmosphere of it. We've been disappointed with that at Naughty New Orleans and such. They have really nice, elaborate dungeons, but you get these people in there that are drunk and partying. And they're basically hooping and hollering like they're at a fucking rodeo. I'm sure you probably didn't want to hear shit like that while you were concentrating or in your zone of what you were doing. So, Well, let me ask you, because going into this, you and I had talked about if you would be comfortable with someone else paddling me. How did you feel? Like, what was your experience? It was interesting from my side. We've talked about it before. You know, we knew it would eventually come to, you know, this scenario. We kind of thought it'd be me leading it, but... The person that was doing it was a professional. It's someone that I like and trust. So it was easy to turn over the reins to him and his wife. I trust both of them very much. It didn't feel like an abusive situation. 
Now, while you were doing that, KB got done with her paddling. Christine came over and sat on me, and she was saying, you know, this is hot. What are you thinking about it? I said, it's neat to watch somebody take the lead on her, you know, possibly get her off or what. You know, they brought out the wand at one point. I'm like, oh, this is going to get interesting because it's getting a little sexual. But there was no weird feelings. Now, I can't say I would be comfortable with just anybody doing it. Mm -hmm. And there's probably not too many people I could pick out even from my own personal list that I would let you do that with. Again, we, we've met them and he and I've got a good rapport. You and him were vibing really good. So it, it just, it was really natural. Now at one point me and KB came over to kind of support you when it was getting a little more intense there at yeah. the end. And it, it was a good reconnection. One thing we do know about the BDSM is there needs to be some reconnecting and in the whole wave of what you're feeling. So that's what she and I kind of stepped in for a bit to do. One thing um, you oh. were telling me about when we first started, what people were coming up and saying to you. Yeah, we had a couple of people that listened to our show that came up and one of them asked me, what am I going to let you do? And I said, you know, she knows sexually what she can and can't do. You know, we haven't had a discussion what she could sexually do with this couple, but she has an idea and I will support it. But, you know, anything else, she's a grown woman and she knows her tap outs and her tolerances. So I'm literally going to sit there and let her enjoy what she wants to enjoy. Now, I know they're not going to put her in pain that she doesn't want to be into. So she's free to do what she wants. And it was kind of nice for me just to turn those, turn those reins over to somebody else. Well, and we also had a friend that um, was concerned because I was bruising easy. And they kept asking, like, they kept asking you, how much are you going to allow because she's bruising? Well, that one wasn't really fair. That was kind of up to you and him. I think mm-hmm. he and they ended up tapping you out. Yes. Ultimately. Because you'd had enough and you were whelped up something fierce. By the time we had got through pretty much everything in the dungeon had been on my ass at that point. Uh, the dungeon master tank actually tapped me out. He got a little irritated with he your did. attitude, which is not intentional on your part. No. We actually kind of through talking later and stuff, not with him, but with Vulcan, we found out that my response was one that I want to say triggered him a little bit. I tend to smile. My eyes get big. I giggle. You I get chatter. high and you get giggly. Yes. So he kept talking about how I would go in and out of the uh, session. And to him, it was um, in the BDSM world, you take it serious and you're... Which we do and we respect it. Yes, yes. So we, I, I'd say we're probably not the... The normal swingers on that we we've been to enough classes and have yes bordered and, on it. And for me, I know that my response is more I don't want to say jittery or giggly than what is normally in a dungeon. And so I was trying not to start giggling or laughing or smiling. And so that's what he was watching me trying to not go into where they were wanting me because I wouldn't respond the way he was wanting me to. But he suggested that I, I do it blindfolded and with ears stuff. And yeah, he, he suggested the sensory deprivation. So you don't know what's coming. Yeah. Which one thing that kind of made me think back just now, I turned the reins over to Vulcan and Phoenix and just let them have at you. And you know, I was kind of giving them cues of what you like and you'll like touch here, don't touch here and whatnot. And you did that a couple of times, but at one point you had your head up and was all mouthy. And oh I, God, I, I, I told KB, I'm like, you may have to go up and shut her up. You may have to go up and kiss her or something. You were getting giggly and chatty, which chatty is part of your trigger. While you were doing your little chatty bit, I walked up in front of you and everybody's kind of like, oh shit, what's this guy fixing to do? And I was like, you need a hush. And you're like, chatter, chatter, chatter. And I put my finger on the back of your head and pushed it down. I said, shut up. Everybody in there goes, fuck. 
Now we, we went out to dinner with Vulcan a couple of weeks later and he said, that was so cool when you did that. Cause he's like, you know, some guys have to go up there and grab their woman and slam their heads down. And you're just like, shut up. <laughs> and she's like, you did for a better part of the time from then on. But he was like, you because know, because I knew where I was like, oh, okay, I know where I'm at. Now. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I just need to re- reinforce it, positively reinforce this. You need to shut up and until you have a tap out. Well, this is how I get into that. I, I get into a mindset. And at one point he was like, all right, I, this is the educator. And th- it was like towards the end. That's one of the big finales. And I just popped off and didn't even realize I had said it. I was like, yes, I'd, I want to be educated from the, edu-. you know, like I was just like, ee, you know, and he was like, oh, like he, he didn't know what to do. <laughs> he, he likes that. But, uh, you know, like yeah. say some of the professional doms uh, don't appreciate it. Yeah. But I will say this, when you go back and you look at the pictures of my ass, it didn't hurt. I actually have a very high pain tolerance. I enjoyed it. I didn't do anything. Lee didn't push me to do it. I wanted to do it. I loved it. I enjoyed it. I would probably do it again. But for me, I think I would do it more in a private setting. I don't know that I would do it in the big group again. Just mainly because I was almost orgasmic. Like I was almost there, but I know that to get there, I have to giggle and laugh and react differently. So after I got tapped out, then KB got up on there. Yeah. She and I were talking. She said, I want to try this. I'm like, you will probably not get another opportunity for some time in any of your circles to be under the experience like this. And she's like, well, you know, it's getting late. I'm like, Let's see what they can do. So she chatted with them and they ushered her up on the bench real quick. She started hitting her space pretty quick. And you and I saw that. You and I also realized the importance of having somebody there for you. You you and I kind of went up and they put you around the backside of her with the vibrator. With the wand. And we we know this girl's squirting capacity. Well, even before that, we were sitting there watching them kind of with the wand. And I'm like, they're going to need to get out of fucking mop here in a minute when we went up there. And they gave you the wand. You're like, I know what goes on back this side. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? All three of you are by her head. Is this a setup? Here I am with the wand. I was like, I'm going to tease her up here. I'm going to let you go at it with the wand. And you're like, fuck, I'm fixing to get wet. I'm, in the, I'm on the ride getting the squirt zone. But after she released. <laughs> they had to talk her through an orgasm too. I didn't really get to talk with her on that. But I think she kind of, they set it up for her and said, all right, you're going to orgasm in such and such seconds yep, and, and then they count down and she did pretty it neat. so you went to the aftercare zone with her yeah they have a little cubby hole where everybody after they start coming down from all their endorphins and all they basically wrapped her up in a blanket or a sheet and, give her and gave her some water and like mm-hmm. i said i was kind of snuggling with her and you're different you get giddy and bouncy you don't really need the talk yeah. down you probably need to be put in a corner until they're told to shut up but uh, <laughs> you pro- you're, you're they, probably, still, they probably should have put me in a cage yeah, you're still bouncy <laughs> at that yeah <laughs> We'll do that next time. Put you in the little lock-up cage of the glory hole. Yep. Shut your mouth up for a bit. Well, and you were like, come over here and sit with us. And I was like, I can't sit because I'm bouncing. Yeah. Your endorphins act different. Yep. But she wanted to come down. And while we were snuggling up and she was talking through to me what she went through, this little girl comes bounding in there. I say little girl. This, she was a little. She was a little. Come to find out. She's like, y'all are in my spot. So we kind of moved our feet. and like, okay, excuse us. And she breaks open this suitcase and starts pulling out dolls. And when she started pulling out the little dolls and combing their hair and the other guys started coming over and combing the dolls' hairs, we realized that she was a little and that was kind of her bit. And that we was were, her safe place. That I'm telling you, this is the reason I love secrets is because it's just a safe place to be yourself. What's odd though is we kind of gravitated more towards the dungeon than we did the playrooms and Yeah. 
orgy areas and stuff like that, which that may say a little bit about the directions we're heading. Maybe so. Some of the talks we've had with some people lately, it may be going that way. Yeah. Well, we ended up actually shutting down the dungeon. You were not done for the night. You were nope. still Miss Bouncy. I think she and I were wore out as usual, but you were going 100 miles per hour still. Yep. Now, like I said, I, I don't react like normal people. So we made another round at the hot tubs, which it was late, and the crowds were had <laughs> shuffled back their rooms except for the hardcore partiers still looking to hook up. Now, here's the deal about you. What were you doing? I was twerking in the hot tub and making everyone fill my ass because you had a j-lo ass all of a sudden you normally don't have an ass at all oh my god it was swollen and it felt like i had implants in my ass and i was like oh my god fill my ass and so a lot of these people were like we got to know people and they were like oh my god because i'm like fill my ass fill my ass fill this fill this (laughs) it stayed warm for uh, four days it was pretty swollen yeah and you had the j-lo ass for some time I look good in my tights, though. Amazingly, you still let us play that night, even with the big old ass. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and that was our last night with her, so we made the most of it. And when I say we made the most of it, let me say, I think at 6 a.m. we were like, oh, shit. It's 6 in the morning. Uh, uh, yeah, we played long and hard. <laughs> and at one point we looked at the clock and we're like, we have to get up for a mimosa <laughs> right here at 10 o'clock. All right, so we made it up in time for the mimosas the next morning. Actually, you and I stopped off at the front desk to get some coffee yes. and uh, check out the gift shop. I might have had like three cups before you got there. Yeah, so from there, I was going to go to the room and give Miss KB a cup of coffee because she was getting packed ready for an early flight. And you were supposed to go directly to Brian and Brenda's room for the mimosas. <laughs> so I take coffee to Miss Thing there in our room and go up to Brian and Brenda's, and there's no Kimmy as I'm looking around. Somebody said, where's Kimmy? I'm like, she literally had to walk from point A to point B. <laughs> I had no idea where the hell you're at. I know you didn't go to the room and follow me over. So I looked down off their balcony and there you are poolside talking to a group of people. <laughs> it's like, I, it's, it's hurting I squirrels. I cannot keep up with her. Well, and that's why our listeners don't understand that I say it. I am a people person. So when you meet me in person, I am really a people person. I love, I do not like social media. I don't like texting. I like to talk to people in person, for sure. We can go ahead and say it here. A lot of people over the weekend were like, okay, we really thought y'all would be backwards, in, or y'all are really backwards in real life than what you are on the show. I'm somewhat of an introvert, and people found that out over the weekend. Yep. Although I was on a pretty good... Uh, yeah, you did I was, really good. I was good. on a pretty good roll. There was once that we were trying to set something up with uh, Brian and Brenna and Party Mark for our event, and we had gone to the rooms and got drinks, so I was actually standing outside the railing, and uh, Brenna caught that I was standing by myself on the opposite side of the railing. And she came up and she's like, are you doing okay? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not having an introvert moment. I'm just standing out here drinking my drinks because I can't take them in the pool area. They said the same thing with you. They said, you know, you're quite, kind of quiet on the show, but in person it's wind you up and turn you loose. Well, and that's what I tried to tell them is that on the show, I have to really kind of mellow out because if not, it's too much for you. Like, I get too crazy, so I have you to. You can. You can. I have to make sure I. You're going to do a solo show soon. Oh, my God. It'd be like a bunch of squirrels <laughs> throwing nuts. That'd probably be our best one. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Don't forget it. All right. So I finally make it up to Brian and Brenna's room for our mimosas. We got the pleasure of meeting Frederick and Barbie, which they'd been around all week. We just didn't really get the chance to talk to them. Once we got to talking with them, we realized we had met them at a eye candy party in Houston yep. at a pre-party. And they're super sweet, super incredible people. I can't say enough about them. To fill you in, they're the owners or co-owners of the resort. 
They handle the rooms and the properties, but they are also super attentive people. Yes. I have to say what, you know, what little issues we might have had over the week. We were told they were handled basically at the snap of a finger that Barbie and Frederick got involved and said, hey, need to handle this problem. And there was nothing else we had to say on it. Well, and it's nice to see them throughout the week. They or the weekend. They were doing tours of the rooms like they were involved. And then like I would be standing kind of in this little patio area and Barbie would be like, are you good? Is everything okay? You know, like they were still checking in with us. Is everything running okay? You know, they didn't really know who we were. They just knew we were guests and for owners to check in that guests are okay. That that says a lot for the establishment. Yep, exactly. So you took KB back to the airport while I chatted up at poolside. As usual, here's more stories that I'm not involved in that I find out about later. Yep. When I got back, the day had started to go downhill. Florida rain started to blow in and our time was kind of limited. Since it was raining, we decided since us and the front porch swingers were the last four. Sole survivors of Podbash. We were supposed to record together. Yep. Poor Brenna had no voice. She was hoarse from all the yelling in the club. Mm -hmm. What sucks is we recorded a pretty fun episode, but then they said when they got to listen to the sound on it, it is so gone because of her voice. We'll get another opportunity. She shouldn't have been dancing it up like it was, uh, I can't even say 1990 because I don't even think she was born yet, was she? Uh Uh-oh. She's pretty young. She might have been born in 90. Yeah. Oh, she might have because I think she's only 30, 31. So she she would have been dancing like it was 1990. She's still been a chewing toddler. So for her, we could literally say 1999. She's going to hear this and be like, piss off. She uses the fuck word a lot. So we're going to get told to fuck off after this. It's awesome though. I love it. I had fun dancing with her. I have to say I danced like I was her age. Let me put it that way. The rest of our day was non-eventful after that. I was kind of hoping we would hook up with some random people maybe later that night, but, but, but. We did have a couple options. Some prospects. Yes, but. A couple couple things, and I'll, I'll... I'll, I'll own my fault in this as well. Let me just say, you got cranky, I went to bed. <laughs> I think it was the other way around. You went to bed and I got cranky because you were hurting. You were hurting from dancing and your ass being beat and you didn't sleep near as much as we did. Yeah, I didn't sleep as much and my hips hurt from dancing. My feet hurt. I was tired. My face hurt from talking so much. <sighs> It, it wears on you. I mean, it's a vacation, but holy crap, you, it, it's taken us two weeks to re- recuperate from it. And let me put it this way. I literally talked to everyone there. I talked to everyone because I was crazy. <laughs> and they say, please don't let this chick come back. There's a picture of you at the front desk. She's not accepted again. <laughs> so you went to bed. I threw a tantrum and got cranky. That was the end of our night. End of our pod bash event. I think it was before nine o'clock too. <laughs> if I went to bed before nine o'clock, I was definitely done. <laughs> So, all good things must come to an end. Like any true flamingo trip, it ends on a weird note. (laughs) So, we show up hours early for our flight, for whatever reason. We thought it would take longer to get our car checked in. It was literally pull in, have a good day, bye. Yeah. We get there, we can't check our bags in, but we're getting them weighed. Now, while we're getting them weighed, the nice young lady that was weighing your bag (laughs) kind of pats the outside of it and says, Ma'am, your bag is vibrating. You need to take care of that and bring it back. So, they didn't call in the bomb squad or the dogs, luckily, but we're like, Okay, fuck, something's vibrating in the bag. <laughs> now, we drag it out of the way of kids since it's uh, Orlando and there's plenty of kids running around with Mickey Mouse ears. Oh, there, there was a security guy with a dog by us. But I think he just thought you were cute, so we seen what the <laughs> fuck we were doing. But you're opening up this bag, and of course the first thing you go to is the big fucking magic wand vibrator, and it's not making a peep. No, it, it was on low. It was vibrating okay. low. So everything in your bag was vibrating? Yes. Jesus. 
dipped in the crust. You keep digging, and what it ended up being was your hair clippers. Your, <laughs> your, so you pull that thing out. It's like right through the middle of the airport. I'm like, turn that off and re pull the batteries out and resack it. Here's what's funny is that my bag does not have any clothes in it because we didn't have room for my clothes in our, my suitcase. My suitcase was full of lube, toys, <laughs> costumes. So I'm holding the magic wand up in the air with the right hand. And then I am digging through all this lube and toys <laughs> looking for the vibrating deal. Yeah, the security guy was like, what is this chick's bag? So anyways, we got my clippers turned off. All's well that ends well. Finally made it home. So I have to say, I can't wait until next pod bash that we have. I'm going to say, we're going to have to stay podcasting long enough that we're invited to pod bash too. Oh, yeah. It was, this best, was, this it was, was a blast. Best party we've gone to in a while. I want to thank the Front Porch Swingers for putting on the pod bash and including us for sure. Definitely. We appreciate you guys. Again, we appreciate you guys' support and friendship and mentorship. Uh, big shout out to the other podcasters that were there. Kinky Frame of Mind, Accidental Swingers, The Naked Relationship, and Friends with a Twist. And we also want to thank Secrets for allowing us to host our event there. And thank you so much for Frederick and Barbie. Thank you guys and see you next time. Now let's go Flamingo. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Swinging Flamingo podcast. You can find us on our website at www.swingingflamingos.com. You can also check out our community page on altplayground.net. And we are on all major podcast platforms, as well as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you'd like Miss Flamingo's personal number, you can reach her at nope, 944. Nope, 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 nope. Nope, nope. I got a new one, but don't give it out. All right. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. All right, so am I just, am I jumping in? Yeah. Okay. Oh, shit. Let me take a drink real quick.